I'm a classic overachiever. I really, I, I typically don't pick up anything new unless I just think I'm going to be good at it. There are certain things that I've avoided for a long time because, well, pole dancing being one of them. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Kim Peek. I am your hostess. I am a movement and mindset strategist, and it is my mission to help people to learn how to live full and active lives. So I was really excited when I stumbled upon Tracy's blog on one of my friend's Facebook walls, and I love what Tracy is doing of course, I giggle every time throughout the podcast where she says the word pole dance. I don't know what that says about me. Maybe that means that I need to take a pole dancing class. So if any of my tri babes are out there and want to tackle this one with me, give me a call. Anyway, I want to read you Tracy's bio. Tracy Cotton has always had a taste for adventure. That taste has led her to carve a niche in her insurance career as a farm-to-fork agent in Western North Carolina. After a lifetime of being sedentary and overweight, she began a health and fitness journey in 2015, where she shed many pounds while getting more active. She's run 5Ks, began backpacking, including a couple of long weekends on the Appalachian Trail. Then she decided that turning 50 in 2019 needed to be the biggest adventure of all. She took suggestions from friends and family to determine a list of 50 things to try for the first time. The collaborative list is a wide range of activities from learning to play chess to becoming a sprint triathlete, pole dancing to home brewing. You can follow her adventures as she blogs along the way at www.the50450adventure.com. And I will put that link in the show notes because you will not want to miss what Tracy is up to. So here we go. Let's listen to my interview with Tracy. Today, I am here with Tracy Cotton. And Tracy has embarked on an amazing adventure to celebrate her 50th birthday this year. Welcome to the show, Tracy. Thank you so much, Kim. I appreciate it. I saw your blog post on one of my friend's Facebook walls and had to read it. And I thought, wow, what an interesting adventure. What an exciting undertaking. And so what made you decide to try 50 new things in your 50th year? Well, I'm, I'm a... I'm a planner-aholic. I get my planner ahead of time. I'm, I'm one of those paper and pen kind of people. And I love, you know, getting it. And it's like a whole new year. And I'm always excited about writing in new things that I'm going to do. And it's typically work-related. It may be some trips or maybe there's some, you know, some vacations or something. But this year, it was like, I have so many things that I haven't done yet. And I'm turning 50. And I'm starting to get a little down and depressed about it. And I thought, you know, what can I do to really kind of like shake things up a bit? And I, I've had this 
health and fitness journey that I've been on for the last few years. And so that seemed like it might be able to tie in. I, I know that I want to try lots of different things and that kind of seemed to tie in. I wrote down a few things that I was interested in doing. And then where it really kind of took a turn was when I decided to post on my social media to ask my friends and family what they might suggest I do. <laughs> oh, but so, you an interesting list. It really got very interesting after that. And I had to narrow it down a little bit. Needless to say, I can only do 50 and I probably had a hundred suggestions, but with it has, has come just a really interesting kind of like roadmap for this year that I am just so grateful to have. I, I think that it's given me some purpose that I don't know that I really thought was possible, but I also know that I'm so looking forward to each and every one of these activities that it just makes things much more festive, I guess, than your typical looking at, you know, 50 years old at, you know, oh, wow, what, you know, what was me kind of thing. Yeah. So when is your birthday? My birthday's actually in May, so I won't get done with my 50 at all by then, but I've already kind of planned that out, tried to kind of figure out first six months, second six months things that were more seasonal. But the thing that's just amazing to me so far has been what I had not counted on was that these activities would push me so far beyond where I had been. I thought that I had already physically and spiritually and emotionally really kind of gotten to a, a better level after 45. You know, I, I felt like mm-hmm. I'd been on a journey of really working that and really had been trying to, to do some of those things. And I just had no idea just how much more there was that I, I could experience and that I, you know, this has really been just eye opening for me. One of the things that I loved that I saw that you wrote in one of your recent blog posts was you said, I am getting better at not being great. And I think that that is such a huge lesson for everyone because if we could just get better at accepting that we don't have to be great and that we can all be beginners, think about just how much more that would expand our lives and our experiences. So I would love if you want to expand on that a little bit and just kind of explain what what that meant to you when you wrote it. Well, I, I'm a classic overachiever. I really, I, I typically don't pick up anything new unless I just think I'm going to be good at it. There's certain things that I've avoided for a long time because, well, pole dancing being one of them, <laughs> that was the first thing that I did this year. I'm not very coordinated. I've never been a dancer, even though I thought it sounded like a good idea. I really would never have done it, I think, on just my own volition. And then knowing that I had these other things that I wanted to do, I've had to start doing things. I'm, I'm scheduled to do a triathlon for the first time in July. I am still trying to learn to breathe and swim because I'm petrified of keeping my face in the water for very long and, and how to take up enough air and all these kinds of things. It's forcing me to do things that I know I'm not good at and have to understand. And in some cases, some of them I won't get good at. I'm not going to probably continue to pole dance. (laughs) 
I could, and it was fun, but knowing that I'm not going to necessarily have the opportunity to have months and years to work on some of these skills, I have to kind of know going in, I'm going to suck and get over that feeling of not really getting where I would like to be. In other cases, it's going to take some time and I just know I'm going to have to incrementally see changes, especially these ones going towards trying, you know, actually training for the triathlon. Those are things that it's, it's just time. And, and those are things that it's a patience game almost. So I know you're really early in on this, but have you seen any of these lessons in patience and embracing the suck carry over to maybe your work or other parts of your life where it's already started to affect your mindset and help you in other, other areas? I think so. I know that really one of the things that I had, you know, we just don't practice enough is failing. And that's really, I mean, that's, that's absolutely something that it's part of this. And for what I do, because part of what I do involves, first, my career involves selling. That means you're going to fail. You're, you're going to put yourself out there. Somebody's going to tell you no. You're going to try something. It's not going to work. You're going to maybe work hard on something that might still fall through. Those are things that, even though it's been part of my job, I've played it safe for the last few years and only really taken those risks that I thought were going to pay off. And now I'm not feeling that I'm feeling like, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and put myself out there. I reached out just this week to a CEO of a dream client and I was like, what's it going to hurt? He always do is say no. And he's like, well, sure. I'd love to get together. And I was like, because I'm not the cold calling type and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So reaching out was was really difficult for me just to kind of get that ball rolling. And the kind of client that he is, it's it's a little bit daunting. Not so much when you start going, okay, well, you know, I, I already am doing all these other things. Why not? Right, right. And I've been so intrigued by this. I was so excited that you said that you would come on the podcast because I've been so intrigued by this for a number of reasons. But one of it is one of the reasons is because I really believe that, especially fitness activities, just you know, the act of training for a triathlon or a marathon really does affect your mindset and it helps you push your boundaries in other areas of your life. So I was really curious about that, and I think it's exciting that even what four weeks or six weeks in, six weeks in, you're already already seeing these things. So I will be excited to hear how it goes like by December, see what kinds of big changes are going on in your life. Another thing I thought was intriguing is that you're doing all of these things and you're trying so many new things. I have a group of friends that, oh, I wish I knew how many years ago, maybe five, four or five years ago, we all decided kind of independently, but at the same time to train for our first triathlon together. And we had a huge group, maybe 10, 12 of us, and not everybody is still doing triathlons, but we all, it just, we formed this amazing bond because we were all doing this new thing together. And so I loved reading your blog post about the swimming and about starting running again, but especially about the swimming that I, I have 
the best memories of our first open water swim when we all went out to the lake together to try to swim for the first time. Uh, so tell me, you have been a runner in the past, but you're just now starting couch to 5K, right? Kind of starting yes. to be a three-day-a-week runner again. Again, and I had, I'm trying to think, it probably was in 2015 when I initially lost a significant amount of weight I decided I want to run. I wanted to run my first 5K. I had walked and done a little jogging in a 5K previously, but I wanted, my goal was I wanted to be able to run the entire thing. Mm -hmm. I completed that at the end of 2015. And then in 2016, I went ahead and, and I thought, well, I'm going to do one of these every other month. It'll keep me going. Mm -hmm. Well, then I had a little slight injury about April of that next year. And it was just enough of a twinge with my knee. And I also am a very avid hiker and backpacker that I thought, oh, wait, which do I love more? I would rather keep on backpacking and hiking. And I'm not in love with the running. I could probably just put that aside and felt like that that was a choice that I, I decided to make. And, and really, it, it's, it's, it's been interesting just because getting back to it, I forgot how much I did enjoy a lot of the feeling that I had and the, the accomplishment of it. It's, it's definitely a different feeling. But that choice has meant that I've continued to stay active. But other than doing sprints and a few other things in you know, high-intensity workouts and so forth, the running had really gone back to, to the back burner again. So that's why I felt like I needed to kind of do the couch to 5K again to really kind of work back up to it. It's been a faster progression. I'm still going along with the program just because I've got it. It's on my, it's on my iPhone and it makes things easy. But I feel like it's coming back faster than I thought it would, which is fantastic. It's one of those kind of things where I really, your body surprises you sometimes mm -hmm. with how capable it can be. I thought that I would be dying after, you know, a couple minute run and, and I do hate the treadmill, but it's, it's been better than I expected so far. Well, and I'm sure that you are in way better shape. You're not like somebody who hasn't been active, who is starting completely off the couch because you have been hiking and you've been doing all of these other active things. So you, you are step ahead of maybe where some people start too, which is a good place to be. It is. But you know, I'm here to tell you that when my friend, it was somebody who suggested the triathlon and I know what kind of athlete he is. And I've watched him for when he had his last triathlon, his training. And I would just like see him every morning on Instagram. And it was so inspiring. And when he said it, he's like, oh, I think you ought to do a triathlon. And I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever, Woody. I'm not going to do that. Like some of the other things that people suggested, there was a few things that I just knew. One of them was that I should uh, strike off on a weekend and be Bear grills. Just leave my backpack, leave, and try to, like, live off the land. And I'm like, uh, no, no. I know enough <laughs> about dying. the wilderness to know I yeah. don't want to do that. That's right. not safe. That is not safe. It's not prudent. Um uh, I actually hike with some guys that are search and rescue. They, they would probably be really upset if they had to come get me. But when Woody said triathlon, it was just immediate, like, yeah, no, no, there's no way. And then I thought, wait a second. I don't have to go the full length. 
what, what's a sprint look like? And I looked up the distances and I was like, okay, I can't even swim a lap yet, but I could do the 5k and I think I could probably do the bike. I've, I've ridden a bike some as an adult, not enough to, you know, to, to know, because I, I, that's one of the things that's next now that the weather's starting to pick up a little bit, I'm hoping that that, because I just knew that I couldn't get that in quite yet. And the swim was more important, but all of a sudden it's like, okay, I, I might could do that. And, yeah. I, and that that's been exciting. Some of the things that people suggested, I would never have thought about for myself, but once I really got to thinking about it, it, it seemed doable it was exciting. It was something different. And that's part of, of what's been just so fun about it. Yeah. Well, and just one more thing on the triathlon, I have to say that I think that that is so amazing that you're doing that along with 49 other new things (laughs) because training for a triathlon can be like its own full-time job sometimes. I mean, there's a lot of pieces involved there. So I think that's really amazing that you're doing that. Now, I also want to hear in your bio, you said that you are a farm to fork insurance agent. What does that mean? That I like, I like the sound of that, but what does that mean? Well, I like the sound of it too. I, I, I had to come up with something. I had spent years I, I, in insurance. I had worked with individuals on their personal insurance, their home, their autos. I switched over to the commercial side, working with businesses, primarily small businesses, uh, about seven years ago and enjoyed that. But it dawned on me one day that I really wanted something of my own, something that was a little bit unique. I wanted to kind of specialize in something that I felt like there was marketability for, but also something I would really get excited about and enjoy. And I thought, okay, if I spend almost every weekend going to farmer's markets and I love trying new restaurants and new breweries and all the local food products. These are the people that I need to work with. And yeah. so I thought, okay, and they all know each other. I wouldn't say they all know each other, but it's very tied yeah. together. Not only would I have the opportunity to do what I do, which is insurance and take care of them, but what if I could be kind of like a hub in the wheel and be able to help connect those different pieces of the puzzle? I love it. I found a farmer that was growing blueberries that was talking about, wow, you know, I really would like to expand beyond what I'm doing at the farmer's market or what I'm doing with the UPIC. And I know that there's a brewery that is looking for a source for fresh blueberries for their beer, as a lot of breweries are looking now for local products and incorporating more of those types of things in their brewing process. It just, seemed like such a great idea that I I've been doing it for for four years now and it's absolutely just something that every day is something new and exciting just it just never ceases to amaze me the next turn and the next person that I meet and how they all fit together and it's been it's been a great ride for me I love that I love how it makes your career something where you're able to focus it on the other passions that you have in your life and you're able to help all of those people that you're meeting throughout all of your adventures elevate their businesses as well. So I think that's awesome. And really, I think that when I, when I look back 
a lot of it had to do with, with where I was when I was thinking about my own health journey and was looking to, to get out and experience and know a little bit more about my food. Now, I, I grew up with a farm family and I was the, the city cousin. I, I, was, I was the city mouse and they were all the, the country <laughs> mice. And I would visit and hang out and, and love just spending time out on the farms for my aunts and uncles and a lot of my cousins. But I didn't grow up with that. I just connected to it. I felt like I felt a connection to them. And it is something that for me was also good because there's just not a lot of competition in that arena. That's not something that necessarily everybody's just running out to, to, to work with. It's a little bit more complicated. Everything from farming through food manufacturing, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a little bit unique, but it was definitely something that I felt a calling for and really fit my lifestyle. It, that that was that was it. At the you know at the end of the day, it fit with with who I am. Mm-hmm. Yep, that makes a lot of sense to me. Tell me when when you first put out this idea for the fifty for fifty, how did the people close to you react? Your immediate family or the people, your best friends? How did they react? What do they think now that you're into this? My mother. She's, she's very skeptical about my undertaking, to be honest. And some of it is just really out of, you know, she's mom. Mm-hmm. Weekend before last, one of my 50 for 50 was I wanted to hike in the Smokies with a, in, in snow. I wanted to, to actually summit in snow and, and overnight. And I knew where I really wanted to go. I've, you know, I, I knew what it was like to, to be up there as far as I hadn't been there, but I knew what I wanted to experience. I wasn't going to go by myself, but I also didn't have anybody else to go with. About a, about a month or so ago, I had seen a group that I respect very much, the search and rescue type of folks and a lot of very experienced hikers had posted they were going to go on this trip. I immediately signed up, let them know that I wanted to go with them, had never met anybody in the group turns out I'm in a shelter over the weekend with 10 guys and me my <laughs> mother was like I don't know if you're even my daughter I, I, I had no <laughs> idea how you would put yourself out there that way she she just worries about me that and she's probably not really excited about the fact that I'm planning on getting a tattoo later this year as part of my 52 Ah, awesome. Do you know what the tattoo is? My sister already has like three. She should be used to the idea by now, but I don't think she likes it. Do you know what your tattoo will be of? Have you decided yet? I have. I have to actually keep it a secret because there's a couple of people who don't know and I want it to be a surprise. It's meaningful. Mm -hmm. I think that, and it's meaningful because of their influence in my life, despite the fact that they won't like it. But uh, but I'm planning on getting that. Uh, when I go to visit my sister uh, later this summer, I'm, we're going to get to go see Queen in concert together. And she has somebody that she uses that I think does great work. So that's how it's going to kind of play up for that. But nice. yeah, everybody else, my, my, my long-term partner, uh, he's, he wasn't thrilled about the idea with me with 10 guys, but he also knows that, that, you know, that I can hold my own uh, for the most part that this is something that I really, really want to do that I'm very committed to. And there's pl- plenty of other things, of course, that I've been doing that, you know, he has no problem with the idea of me going and belly dancing. 
<laughs> you know, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't bother them at all. I think that other people are on the opposite end. And I'm, I'm really hopeful that maybe if they see me do some of these things, even not them going out and doing 50 things, if they think of five things they want to do next year and realize that it's doable, it may be kind of difficult, but that it's something that they should think about. I like the idea that somebody else might try something new because they saw or read about me doing something new. Right. I love it too. I hope that you influence a ton of people. One of the things that my group of women that I mentioned that we did our first triathlon together, one of the things that we have started doing, and I don't even know if it was intentional or another, just one of those fluky things that kind of has evolved, but everybody in our group is 45 and up. And for birthdays, we try to celebrate birthdays together. And we're all kind of at the age where nobody really wants to go out drinking. And, you know, you go out to a restaurant and, you know, somebody's on a diet or somebody's, you know, doesn't want to eat the calories. And we're like, why do all of our outings revolve around food? Can we make them be about something more? And since we all met in an active, you know, we got because we met doing a triathlon, we're, we're thinking, let's start celebrating with activities. And so every time somebody in our group has a birthday now, it's been last month we went ice skating. And the month before, in the fall, somebody had a birthday and we did a hiking and yoga adventure where we drove about an hour away to a state park that somebody was doing hiking and yoga. And so we've been picking different things. One of them was bocce ball, but we've been kind of doing the same thing. And, and I don't know if it was really a planned thing, but it's just kind of become that. And now everybody looks forward to, okay, what's the next person going to have us do? What's going to, you know, challenge us or be fun and put us maybe just a little bit out of our comfort zone. So I can relate to what you're doing in my own small way, but 50 is a huge undertaking, which is awesome. I love it. So what else do you have? What are some of the things that you have on your list yet this year to try? Well, one of the things I was going to mention too, Kim, is when you said that one of the other things that for me has been inspiring to me was that a lot of people who made suggestions said, have you ever been kayaking? I'll take you. Oh, nice. Have you ever hiked the Tallulah Gorge? Come, come stay with me and I'll take you. We can do it together. So next month I'm going on a business trip to New Orleans and one of my insurance industry friends has already invited me and made arrangements for us to go stand up paddling. And I've never done it before. She has, and she knows that, you know, that's something that I wanted to do. We're just making it a plan. And that's one of the things I think has been also really fun is knowing that some of these things I'm getting a chance to bring somebody else along or they're taking me along. It's, it's interactive. I love that part. And I think that what you and your girlfriends are doing is just fantastic. That's a great idea. I might have to try to figure out if there's some other things on my list that I should do as a group adventure. I, I think that there probably are a few things that are on my list that would lend itself that way. Yeah. Well, and I like the idea that your industry friends and just other friends are coming up with ideas and saying, I will organize this and I will take you. 
partly because I think it's another thing that's so exciting about just having an active lifestyle is that a lot of times you have a reason to include other people in those things. And connection is so important to our happiness and for our health. You know, you see those posts that are always on that go with your Facebook feed about you'll extend your mother's life if you visit your mom every day or whatever. And, and, you know, it's kind of a funny little article, but it's true. Connection with other people extends our lives and makes us happier. So I think that's another really cool thing that you're incorporating there. Some of the things that are on my list that I am really excited about, uh, the stand-up paddling is one of them. That's definitely mm-hmm. one. Later in the year, I'm going to stomp grapes. Uh, there's some wineries here in North Carolina, and I'm already trying to figure out how I can incorporate that in a, in a little mini vacation. I'm going to ride a mechanical bull. That one's on my list. That was, and that I think that that one I've always avoided. Uh, I know that one of the things that I'm really looking forward to is doing stand up. A friend of mine, <laughs> he actually suggested several things, and I, I have to I have to say that I, I was really glad just because his ideas were very unique. He actually has a Facebook page and a blog that he does called Finding Peak. And he is one of those kind of people that's all about doing things out of your comfort zone. So when he suggested stand up, when he suggested doing stand up, I'm I'm in Toastmasters right now. I'm working on being a better public speaker. And I thought, why not? And that's, that's kind of the thing that I think that has been kind of fun. I wouldn't have thought about that one on my own. That's one that I would have never probably thought about. I've already looked it up. I've already done the research. There's a place right here in Asheville. It's five minutes on Wednesday nights and it's an open mic night. You just had to get there early enough to sign up. I'm practicing on it so far. It's not very funny, but I'm getting there. And that's, that's kind of part of the process on all of this is just knowing that these are things that it's okay to not be good at and do anyway. Yeah. That's another one though, where you don't just walk up onto a stage yeah. and go, okay, I'm going to do stand up. There's a lot of prep work. So you have a combination of things on your 50 list that are, some are things you can just show up, let's go stand up. Yeah. And some are things that really involve a significant amount of prep. And that was really something that I was trying to balance as I, as I made the plans were that some things would be less expensive. Some mm-hmm. of them are obviously yeah. aren't. Somebody's going to take me skydiving. It's, it's going to cost me a little bit, but I, I kind of wanted to budget it. I also obviously couldn't travel long distances to do some of the things. So it had to be something that was fairly close by, but I also wanted to try to balance it with things that were doable and, you know, like, okay, I've got a free weekend. What could I do? And, and just do it. Or there were other things that I knew that it would take some prep work. Mm-hmm. The triathlon, even planning it for July was to give myself time to actually do all of that, but also so that I would have maybe already gone through it before I go surfing because then I'll have already had that swimming experience. I've never swam in the ocean. I've 
waded around, I floated around. Now I'll, you know, so that's something that where it can kind of lend itself to also help me in some of these other activities. And so that was kind of a deliberate thing, but it's, it's a lot. It really is. And I, 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 I know that my mother thinks that there's no way that I can possibly get them all done, but I'm pretty sure that she's going to have to eat her words at the end of the year. Well, I can see this also launching into an amazing side career. If you chose a new career or a side career as a motivational speaker, maybe, or I don't know, partnerships with a planner because you have to be so organized that you have to really plan things out. I see this as being not just a great adventure, but also something that could potentially be lucrative for you. You know, and that's something that didn't dawn on me, had never really, but one of my friends in Toastmasters said, you're going to have so much to talk about. And I thought, oh, I hadn't thought about that. And that's the thing is, is just, is knowing that that's something that could could definitely be something that would benefit for, for years to come. I, I just never expected that. That was not intended at all. Isn't that funny, though? Because that's true. You will never run out of small talk or party talk ever. You will always have something to talk about. And people will always be interested in, oh, that's that lady that's doing that 50 for 50 <laughs> thing. I got to go talk to her. And really... I've, I've think that that's one of the things that's so much fun about social media. I have people that I've run into in real life. Ha ha. You know how it goes with social media. Right, right. In real life. And they, I, I don't know who sees posts necessarily. I, I don't pay attention to every like or love necessarily. Comments are great. I definitely appreciate those, but people are saying, Oh, you know, I, I, I've, I've thought about pole dancing before. How was that? Was it expensive? As well as some private messages that I'm getting. And I think that a lot of that just comes from the fact that I'm not realizing that, it, that anybody else is paying attention necessarily other than me. And that's okay because that's yeah. really, it's, it's gotta be, you know, it's gotta be for me. It, it can't right. really be for them to begin with. Although I, you know, some of the things definitely I, I'm looking forward to because it's really not just for me. Mm-hmm. Well, I will be excited to see where you end up with. I'll be excited to see the picture of the tattoo when that finally happens. <laughs> and of course, to hear about that first sprint try. So tell us how they can follow. What is the website for the blog and to keep updated on everything you're doing? The blog is the50450adventure.com. I am blogging every couple of weeks. Uh, some weeks I think I'll probably will be back to back if, if there's enough activity. I just, I know that I want to make sure that whatever I'm putting out there is going to actually be reflective of what I'm doing. So I'm not just, you know, filler. It want, I want it to be the genuine experiences that I'm having, the photos that I'm taking and so forth. So it's not just a weekly content for the sake of content. Mm-hmm. It is a, is definitely a documentary that's, that's there. I also, of course, I can be found on social media. I am on both Instagram and Facebook and I'm putting things there too, just because I know that that's another way for people to know when the next blog is up 
put some photos up just if they just are scrolling through so they can maybe get to enjoy seeing me in my swim cap or my hooker heels or whatever it is. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Is there anything that I did not ask you yet that you would like to share? I think that one of the things that I've noticed within your podcasts that is a trend is that people in general, but especially women our age, you know, in, you know, hitting, hitting their forties into their fifties and beyond that they just recognize the possibilities and realize that whatever it is that maybe they've always thought about doing, that it's not too late, that, that they actually make the plans, put the time in. It, it could take some time as I think that, uh, Bonnie, the slowpoke diva had, had mentioned in one of your former podcasts mm-hmm. that it takes time and you have to put that commitment in. If you're going to do a marathon, you need to realize it's, it's, it's going to take some, some time. You, you can't just run out and do it or you're going to hurt yourself, but care enough about what, what you want to, you know, what you want out of life to actually go after it and not worry about number one, what your mother says, but also not worry too much about whether or not it's going to be great. It may not be great the first time. If you finish, great. I'm looking forward to just not drowning and finishing the triathlon. That was my two goals there. But that's really the the message that I want people to, to get out of it is that not to be afraid to try even if that first attempt is not going to be the greatest and to not think that it's ever too late. I love it. Great. Awesome advice for everyone. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk with us and share all about what you're doing, because I think it's, I I think it's amazing. And I hope that you are able to influence a lot of people just to step out of their comfort zone and try some new things. So thank you. Thank you so much, Kim. I appreciate it. Isn't Tracy amazing? One of the things I loved about our conversation is that just six weeks into the 50 for 50 adventure, she is already experiencing so many of the things that we talk about here on the podcast all the time. She talked about not being perfect and embracing the suck, accepting that you don't have to be an expert, that we're all beginners at some point. And I just love her sense of adventure and just willing to put herself out there and potentially embarrass herself as she learns something new. I also loved that some of the things that she has chosen are allowing her to develop deeper relationships, whether that's with clients or with friends or loved ones. I loved her tattoo that obviously has some special meaning and will be meaningful to some other people in her lives. And I just loved that she's willing to challenge herself because you never know how you're going to grow unless you put yourself out there and take those risks. So I can't wait to see all the changes that take place in Tracy over the next 12 months and find out how this year ends for her because I am positive it will be amazing. And you do not have to take what she's doing to the level of 50 for 50. But what if you made an effort to do one new thing a month or one new thing a quarter 
What kinds of things would you tackle? What would you learn? How would you grow? I would love some feedback on that. I would love for you to share your insight. Thank you all for listening as always. And be sure to head over to my website if you would like help with any triathlon training, any work on your strength, any help with journaling. I'm here for you and I want you all to have a fabulous week. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign Power of Run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe. As a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week, and I will catch you next Tuesday.